Hey everybody, this is Joshua T. Berglund, the host of Gratitude Unfiltered. Thank you so much for being here. We are live on the E360 television network, which is broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, and Roku. Thank you again for being here. If you have the opportunity, please like, subscribe, and share with friends. This is an interactive broadcast, so your comments, your opinions, your questions, your feedback, your criticism, <laughs> any, whatever it is, you are welcome to do it here. Also, make yourself at home. If you have the opportunity, um, please, please network, make friends. You're welcome to plug your nonprofits, your business, because again, this is a community and we are just blessed to have you here. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. I've been taking it all for granted. Everything that I have been given. What is up? Welcome everybody to Gratitude Unfiltered. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Whoa! Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered. And I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. We are live right now at the Element by Weston in Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, absolutely loving this hotel. Again, as you guys know, we're right by the airport, right by downtown, right by the Mall of America, which, by the way, is reopening June 1st. So Minnesota is finally coming back to live. And, uh, and we're starting to open up things here, but really, really blessed to have you here. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to be uh, actually full of surprises. And the reason why is because sometimes when I find guests for Gratitude Unfiltered, I don't know who they are. They're not referred. I just feel this burning in my spirit of like, you have to talk to that person. And I don't ask questions. I just reach out and go, hey, you need to come on the show. And, and you know what? Sometimes people say, who are you? And then that becomes an interesting conversation. But nonetheless, this person didn't do that. And she is going to be on the show tonight. Um, and again, I don't know a lot about her, but through our brief conversations, this woman is spirit filled and she is driven and passionate about what she does. And again, she's one of those people kind of like me. There is no coincidence here that she just says, Holy Spirit, flow through me, and then she does her thing. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I don't know where we're going to go with this interview, but it's midnight where she's at. She's in South Africa, and uh, so, so excited to have her on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my new friend. I, what, Candace, what is the VW? What is the VDW? What does that mean? So that is my, my married name. I'm divorced now, but... That was my married name. VDW was a last name? It was. It was Van der That was my last name. So legally, that's my last name. Um, Princess is my maiden name, which I've recently taken up again. Right. Uh, so yes, <laughs> that's what it stands for. <laughs> so how does, okay, but how do you pronounce VDW? It's just VDW. So it's Candace VDW Princess. I'm just keeping the VDW there. For my daughter, because uh, legally I'm still fun of Estazen, 
but I'm actually divorced. So I see. Okay. It. I just had never seen that before in a name. So it was like, I don't know. Is this like a surname? <laughs> Are you royalty? I guess in God's eyes, you're royalty, but yeah. uh, wait a second. Is that your artwork behind you? Yes. Oh, you got to show this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's just get into this. I want to see your artwork because I okay. am blown away by it right now. Okay, so I'm going to just move to the side. So, oh um, yeah, that's one. Wow. Uh, you did that? I did, yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, let me see the other one. So that's like, yeah, if you want to know more about both of them, I can talk about them, but I just thought I would use them as backdrops because they're my favorite paintings. You guys, so. check, out, you guys check out her web, website and for the online, I'm sorry, for the radio and podcast audience, it's G-I-N-O-S-K-O dot C-O dot Z-A. And uh, amazing artist, but that's not all you do. But first things first, Candice, what, let's get into this. What are you grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for my daughter, um, and I'm, you know, I know it may, be, may, may sound cliche, but I'm so grateful for relationship with God. Like, I would not be, I don't know how people do life without him. I do, yeah, I am just like so needy, it's not even funny, and I'm just so grateful that I have access to the Father. I have access to the creator of heaven and earth and he's like so personal and so present and he's just it's amazing like jesus paid the greatest price and i i don't think that um, I, I can ever stop being grateful for that like ever yeah <laughs> so when i hear people say that my first instinct is I don't think you can be really grateful in the manner in which you expressed unless if you've been through it. Talk about your journey leading up to finding Christ. Well, man, um, where do I start? I'm not gonna go. Uh, you can go anywhere you wanna go, it's unfiltered. And I will tell you this before you go. The more you're willing to share, the more impact it will have. The more people that are watching here all over the world will be able to take away from your story and apply it to their own life. And this is a very safe community here. Everybody here has, I mean, even in the chat room, you'll see vulnerability. This is a very safe place for you to share and express yourself. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, so um, honor on, you know, uh, from from when I was young, I I experienced a lot of stuff in the spiritual realm, and growing up, you know, like uh, oh yeah, like my folks got divorced when I was young. I moved a lot, um, and I I think my my greatest thing, like, because now this is gonna build up to where I am now as an artist and a creator. Uh, I was really tormented by. Um, the dark realm, the demonic realm from a very young age and it just didn't make sense because it was like uh, it was so real and uh, it, it didn't make sense because I had no access to it it's not like I watched movies or anything like that and, and all of that and um, one thing that that I used to try to do the most is create from my imagination and I couldn't 
I was always like creating, uh, like copying pictures, and it used to frustrate me so much because I couldn't draw from um, from my imagination. And yeah, like uh, long story short, um, I it, it took it actually took quite a while to get to the point of where I am now, like committing my life to Jesus and all of that. So let's just say I had a a whole teenage life and and all of that filled with jokes and, and alcoholism and uh, oh my gosh like running the streets and uh, doing things I shouldn't be doing as a teenager um, I still want to honor my folks I mean they really did the best that they could and I love them to births uh, but wow uh, I was really broken and looking for uh, acceptance and love and uh, value and worth in all the wrong places like really the wrong places i got into a lot of trouble and um by the time i got to a point where i was like struggling with mental illness and um i was like uh, i was a psychiatrist i was a psychologist no matter what uh, i did or tried or anything like i just couldn't stop the noise in my head and the weird visitations the weird stuff that was happening that I had no idea or no frame of reference for because what happens is it's like when you don't know the Lord and like you are just an open book like I was getting involved in all kind of new age and occult kind of stuff and you know obviously that was just opening doors opening more doors so here I am being like what in my room watching shadows in my in my bedroom you know drawing weird stuff creating demonic drawings that are actually portals to the spiritual realm and like having no idea like that I'm the one that's actually doing it. It was crazy. So uh, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, God, I don't know how to help myself. I can't help myself. You created me. Like I'm beyond the help of people. Psychiatrists can help me. Paul can help me. And it got to a point where I'm talking to things that are not there and stuff. And um, I reached out to, uh, there was a guy that I was dating at the time and um, his mom was like, you need to come to church. And I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I want to come to church, you know, and I would go to church still high on drugs and all hangover and stuff. But I just kind of went to keep her happy and stuff. And um, let's just say like within three months, it came to a point where um, then there was like the seminar happening about emotional healing and I was like, I have to, this is the seminar that I need to attend. This is going to change my life. So it was almost like I was like, okay, God, um, you need to fix me because I can't fix myself. Uh, I, I attend the seminar. I'm like, okay, wow, this is really uh, something, um, you know, realizing my state and my brokenness, but not completely really understanding. Uh, then we, there was another seminar about deliverance and stuff, which was three months later. So God really took me through a process to understand and like realize, okay, this is what's going on with you. Um, and then I gave my life to Jesus. Fast forward, I was like on fire for like a year. You know, I was 19. I'm like saved, born again, you know, I jumped in, serving in children's church, all of that kind of thing. And what happens because all of the pain inside of me and all of the stuff that I'd been suppressing that was actually uh, the drugs and the alcohol and all of that and all the behavior and all of that was my self-medication of suppressing all the actual stuff, like the, the roots of everything. 
flared up again, surprise, surprise. So what happened? I go back into the world and my bondage becomes worse and I just became like, it just got to a point where I was basically a full-blown alcoholic. I don't know, I was a functioning alcoholic <laughs> uh, for about eight years. Um, I'm not even going to talk about those years. They were the worst years of my life. I want to... Hold on a second. I want to go back to something really, really quick because I, I don't want to get away from this. Let's go back to the very beginning. And you talked about the dark side, the dark, the dark arts, the dark spiritual world. And were you when that when you first encountered it, was it something that you were scared of or were you drawn to it like a magnet? I was terrified of it, but I okay. couldn't help but be drawn to it. So it was like this, this complete, uh, this, it was like I would be drawn in, but it was just fear, 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 and absolute terror. Mm. I felt like I was in complete bondage and really just trapped in that. And it would, it would be like I would be drawn to watch horror movies, which would feel the fear even more. And what that was doing is it was just creating actually more and more pictures for my imagination to go. Um, because you, you encounter the spiritual realm through your imagination. Yes, for sure. You know, so it was like from a young, I mean, I slept next to my mother's bed for three years. I was terrified of being alone because of what was in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, it's, yeah. Okay, so, so that, and I can relate to this. There is a reason why I wanted to go back to it because there is that fear. I mean, I grew up watching scary movies and it would be something simple like, the monsters or the Adams family, and then it got into the Dracula and the the boogeyman monsters. But then, for me, there was a the the way I got seduced into that world was actually the sexuality of the darkness. Like when you would see the in the horror movies, like Elvira. Do you know who Elvira is? Yeah, yeah. Like the mistress of the dark. Like that's her thing, and so she's looks like a, she's a female vampire, but she's very seducing and has all of the, um, the visual elements that usually are pleasing for men, if you, if you will. Um, I'm trying to be somewhat appropriate here because your child's on your lap. <laughs> but the, um, so, and then it became drawn to like vampires and all of that. And so that kind of got me sucked in where I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. And, and then that darkness became a, a like a, a, a comfort blanket for me. Yeah. And of course, battling with my own issues as a child and the mental illness side and, and yeah. dealing with abuse, I I found comfort there. Did did that eventually become a safe place for you to go to? It did until I created a portal and it freaked me. I was terrified of what had happened. I um, when I say create a portal, it was like I went into a weird trance and I saw this thing that I needed to create and I just drew what I drew. And I remember watching it actually, I went to bed that night and watching it come alive. So what I used to do was it was, it was like you as well. Like I would find comfort, but it was like I would numb myself in that. And I would go into these weird places and then create and then hide the drawings away from myself so that my mother wouldn't find it and so that I wouldn't freak myself out, you know? So it's just like this hidden life that I had um, until it started getting a bit too freaky. I was like, I felt like I didn't have control like I thought I had, you sure. know? Yeah. 
So Stephen wants to know, um, and this is an interactive broadcast, so if you guys have questions, feel free to ask. Uh, have you found that your faith has overcome your fears? 100%. Yes. Yeah, I, and, I, and I thought the same. I want to know, where, where was the... When we fall off, when we actually give, and I've been very fortunate since I've truly surrendered, I haven't had that fallback. I did relapse. But it was still like I still stayed connected somehow even through that relapse, which yeah. it, it, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous game to play. But yeah. you said that you you know you gave your life to Christ and then you fell back and you fell back in the darkness. Would you say that when you fell back, you were worse than you were before you actually gave your life to Christ? One hundred percent, yes. So those yeah. demons are like the demons are waiting, aren't they? That's just terrible. <laughs> Like, and the thing is, is that, like, I would be doing stuff and I would be very aware that whole, the whole of heaven is watching. So I, I would be doing things like uh, when I fell back and I would be so aware that the whole of heaven is watching. Like I was aware and I knew 100% what I was doing was wrong, but I couldn't help myself. It was like, I just kept on going. I just, it was such a horrible place and a horrible way to live. Um, yeah, no. I think when that happens, and I could be wrong, there's going to be plenty of biblical scholars that see this that may try to correct me, but my own experience with playing with, you know, and being possessed and having my own, you know, my own demons, I, I, I remember this. I think God lets you, like, you're still, like, attached to him, but yeah. he lets you go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> when you when he let those demons come back, but they only have so much power, and it's but it's a really interesting experience where you know and you can you just know what you're doing is not right, but you as you said you can't control yourself. For me, when I was in that place and I felt like I couldn't control myself, what I understood and thank God I had a mentor that reached out to me and he said, "You you're healed, but your brain's still screwed up." <laughs> like, yeah. You've got you've to like fix some wiring in your brain. And he taught me how to retrain my neural pathways to, to be able to shift my thinking. So when I would get those attacks and I would want to give back into those demons, I learned basically how to tell those demons to go. I took authority over them. And yes. I learned to shift out of that. Was that the same experience for you? Um, that has been about, I, I think... Yeah, it's been definitely the same experience. It's it hasn't been an overnight experience. No, sure, sure. I mean, renewing your mind with the word of God and His word is powerful, and it cuts through bone and marrow, and it goes, it severs that rubbish, you know, like from you. And yeah, no. So, one hundred percent. I want you to talk about how you utilize the Holy Spirit to inspire your art. Okay. Um, so, um, I've been creative. Well, this, that, this is, I, I just want to stop now because I see, uh, you're showing my website. So, yeah. I design. Where do you want me to go? Your portfolio? Yeah, uh, this is my graphic design portfolio. This is a beautiful website, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, where, so. Where should I go? Well, this well, we can. Are we going to talk about design, or are we going to talk about art? I want to talk about. I want to talk about your art. Where's your art at? My art is on Facebook, so I'm still building my website for, oh, okay. for my art. 
So we'll, we'll go to that later. <laughs> I wanted to show everybody more of your art because it's so stunning. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, my I first want to tell you about how um, how do I how I uh, landed up going into the spiritual realm uh, in what you're seeing behind me. So I went on a journey the last couple of years where the Lord really I went on a journey with the Holy Spirit where he brought deep healing to my heart. And he was, so what God has done, like my greatest testimony is he has restored pure intimacy in my life. Okay. And that is what you just, like Janosko means to know deeply. So Janosko is, um, what's it? Sorry. Uh, Greek for yada. So it's to know intimately. Okay. And that is the, the thread that the Lord has actually been weaving throughout my life is to get, is, is restoring intimacy and, and stuff in my life. So um, by connecting to Holy Spirit, I had no idea how to. I mean, I love to read and worship, all of that kind of stuff, but like I never knew how to access the creative realm uh, the way that I am now. And right. what happened was, was the, I was just so desperate. I was like, Lord, I, I really, I, I need, I need like, uh, I read about people experiencing, having all these experiences, encounters with God, and I was just so desperate for Him. I was like, I want to know You, like, I, you, I want it to be more real for me than the air that I breathe. I want You to be more real than this table. Like, I want to see You face to face. Like, I just had such a desire for for Him, you know. And the one night I was going to sleep, and um, I had this encounter. It was like a vision. I mean, it wasn't anything like over spiritual. And that's how it actually happens with me. It's not like all these angels that arrive and like, you know, and I saw like the line of Judah and he's in the clouds and I saw all these clouds and I saw this ladder. Okay. And the way that he was looking at me, it was like, he's like, you need to come up here. And in front of him was this door of light. Okay, and I'm like, okay, he wants me to go into the store of lights. And I was like, this is so amazing. And then I fell asleep and then I painted it. Then I tried everything. Everything I tried to, I would like cross over this into this door prophetically, you know, like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm crossing over. I'm praying in the spirit, you know, and I'm like, and no matter what I, what I did, it just, I couldn't. I just couldn't. It was like I had this fear because of all the darkness stuff. I was, it was like, I, I was too scared to use my imagination again. So the Lord has really brought such healing restoration and like, it's so amazing what he's doing. He's so amazing. So the one Sunday at church, I'm like, the, it happens to be that the, the preacher's like, okay, we're going to encounter Jesus now. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm like determined. Eh? I'm like, I have to go through the store. I have to go through the store. So I'm like, this is the safest place you are, Candace. You're in a church. Nothing better than that. Yeah, you know, you're in a church. You're good to go. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go through the door. And with all my spirit, I just like, I, 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 I saw in my head. I like ran up that ladder, ran up the clouds, and ran through the door. And as I ran through the door, there was this most beautiful garden I've ever seen in my entire life. Like. I've never seen anything so beautiful in my life. And there was a, there were all these orchids and there was, it looked like Hawaii on steroids or something. And there was waterfalls and there was color and everything was alive and moving. And it was so amazing. And in the middle was this heart made of ruby. And I went with the line of Judah to this heart and there was a door and you went into the door and in the, inside this place was the Holy Spirit and the Father. And that was like my place of intimacy because we are all the, we are all the temple now. 
We are the temple of God and he is within us. We carry the kingdom within us and we release the kingdom where we go. He's not up there, he's in here. And we all have access to him inside here. And this is what my paintings represent. So when I when this happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I quickly went and drew it. And now what I do is you can go back there. You train your neural pathways to go back there. You just go back, you just go back. And now I'm starting to build everything I discover with him when I go on Pinterest. <laughs> so funny, I'm building it on Pinterest, but I am because it's 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 a real realm, you know. I'm just trying, so how I connect to Holy Spirit to do my art, I just trust him. I trust that, okay, I, you are here, you are within me, and I'm trusting that when I close my eyes, you know, because I'm in your word, I, I'm, I'm worshiping you in spirit and in truth. I'm your child. I hear your voice, Jesus. I am trusting that you are flowing through me and I'm surrendering and making myself available to you move through me, to you teach me. I want to partner with you. I want to do what you're doing. I want to say and see what, I want to say what my father's saying. I want to, you know, see what my father's seeing. And it's just, uh, that's the best way I can explain it, is just to trust and to listen and to obey. I love that. And Marty says, I love prophetic art. And you actually, you're, hey, Marty, is there room in gathering the eagles for somebody from, uh, an artist from uh, South Africa? You should join gathering the eagles. It's an amazing community. Hey. You're very like-minded. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's okay, Marty. I'm inviting people to join your group. <laughs> but it's an amazing group. And I think that, I mean, your art, like, I hold on, I found your Instagram now. Like, you're just an insane artist. Like, this is all stuff you've done, yeah? Yeah. Like, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much. And you know, everything is God. Oh, look at this, look at that. <laughs> Holy geez, that's amazing. Thank you. Heart, it's, it, what is it? Heart Art by Candace. You guys follow her on Instagram. That's me. Oh man, just so incredible, the art. I can't even draw a circle. <laughs> Look at this lion. Can I pull that up? That is cool. Thank you. Oh yeah, I've got quite a second job. So if you want to buy like prints or products or anything like that, I yeah. have a link to my Instagram. Where, okay, you just buy off your Instagram? Yeah, you can go through onto my Instagram and um, the link is there. It's in my bio. Sorry. Okay, I got a question. Yes. Help me, help me here. The pomegranate. Yes. What's that all about? I, that There's a significant meaning with the pomegranate, right? Yes. Talk to me about it. Okay, so so this, this painting, that painting that you're seeing now, the fruit, that represents the first fruits of the spirit, which is, the, which is love. So, you know, it's love, joy, peace, patience, okay? So that is the first fruit, which is love. And in this place that I go to with the Lord, um, there's the fruits of love growing, and it all corresponds to gems. Like, the fruit is actually gems, yeah. and it. So what happened when I started doing this painting, the pomegranates, um, the Lord uh, took me, it actually represents his heart, the pomegranate. And each, there, you can see there, there's like four four sections. 
um, that represents the chambers of his heart. But each little seed, each little piece of fruit represents a facet of the character of the character of God that is yet to be discovered. And he's limitless. Like you can never like all the angels are like holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty with every revelation they get of him because he's infinite. It's like there's always new revelation of him. So like that, those little those little uh, seeds represent new revelation of God that is going to be infinite. So, and and, and the interesting thing about uh, the heart is, is like we have four chambers in our hearts. So right. I had no idea until I painted it. So most of the time what happens is I get a picture, the Holy Spirit shows me a picture, and then um, I paint the picture, and then I start getting the revelation while I'm painting it or when I'm finished it. So I can relate on that and I can relate to that because from a different angle, like I'm not, please, if, if this sounds funny, you guys can all make fun of me that are watching. I don't care. But like, this is, there's an art to, you know, like doing, like hosting a show. There's an art to it. Right. But I'm reliant totally on the Holy spirit. And I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't even know. Like when I, he tells me and reveals to me what he wants me to talk about, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to say about it? Like, I don't, I don't know, but then it flows through me. Of course, that sometimes it gets a little scary when I go, Hey, where'd you go? <laughs> and I, I feel left alone, but it's kind of the same way, even though what you're doing takes way more skill and you're way more talented than I am, but it's a reliance on the Holy spirit where you just said, you don't really know what the finished product is going to look like. That's true. I never even know if I have a good show. I don't know if it's entertaining. I don't know if people like it. I'm just trying to be obedient. And you're doing the same thing, right? 100%. And I find that as I do it, he teaches me. He's teaching me how to paint. Like this has all happened within, uh, let me count now. I've only started, I've only been painting like this for about three years now. What? Yes. You learned that I, in three I, years? I've done, yes, I've, but painting like this is three years. This year is three years, the third year. Yeah. Oh, I'm putting this back on. Look at the lion. You are so gifted. Look at this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That is gorgeous. What's the story behind this? So that was a commission, actually, for a friend, for a son. And... Um, that is just a prophetic painting for him because a lot of the art that I do is uh, prophetic commissions, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, so so people are uh, yeah contact me and please can you do me a painting for my son or for me or for my husband or whatever the case may be is, and then I will pray and ask the Lord and yeah, that's very cool stuff. I mean, I, I just. Oh, wait, hold on. There's one more. I'm going to show one more and then I'll, I'll, I'll quit. This is a hummingbird. Yes. Yeah. That was also pomegranate seeds in its throat by chance. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was pomegranate seeds and I, <laughs> never um, mind. That is wicked. Cool. Thank you. Thank I wish you. I could learn how to draw. That's it's again. I can't, I can't even draw a circle. So, you know, but I have such a respect for, I'm obsessed with art. I mean, I, I, I really genuinely am like a lot of the original um, 
photographs I would use for advertising the show or promoting the show was always from an artist. I, wow. I just really genuinely, I appreciate art because artists of any kind, like I can look at a, you know, somebody that does the ballet or I, I can appreciate the art of that. I can't yeah. do it, but I can appreciate it. I yes. can appreciate anyone who's passionate about something and utilizing, you know, using their gifts for the world. I think it's a beautiful thing. So I, I, I think this is cool. Like I, I, I want to go to one of your, you know, art showing someday. Thank so. you. I'm trusting the Lord that I'm going to be speaking internationally and stuff. So yes, it will happen in time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. I think, yeah. I mean, you have an incredible gift. So let me ask you something outside of painting. I know that you love working with brands. Talk about that. Okay. So um, basically how I got into graphic design, I wanted to, um, I wanted to be an illustrator. So yeah, I didn't become an illustrator. I ended up dropping out of uh, my tertiary education and thinking I, I could become an illustrator and that didn't happen. And then I got blessed to be able to do an apprenticeship at a printing house. Um, and I was kind of forced to, my, my folks, my, my mom was like, at the time, she's like, okay, well, you can drop out, but then you have to start working. And I was 17 years old at that time. She's like, you have to start working and paying your way and stuff. And I was like, okay. And I thought, well, how bad could this be? You know, I was too big for my shoes. And I'm like, oh, please, I can find a job. I couldn't find a job. And my stepfather at the time, um, pulled some strings and he got me into the job that I got. And I was like, well, I have to make it now. I have to work my bum off and I have to make something of my life, you know? And um, so I started working at 17 and I don't, they did me a really good favor by taking me in and I learned how to use a computer and um, they trained me in graphic design and I, I worked in a printing house for about three years. And let's just say I kind of just kept on going, kept on going, working my way up because I love learning. So um, I don't, yeah, I love learning. I'm like a sponge. And um, I just kept going, kept working hard, working hard. And then I would work my way to the top and then get a new job to get more experience and whatever. So uh, I've been doing graphic design for about 20 years and I've worked in many amazing industries and with many amazing companies. So I've done, yeah, I've, I've done from large format graphic design to like if you want a little business card. Like, so I've really learned so much. And um, throughout throughout my graphic design journey, I've learned that I love branding. I love creating logos, and um, it just it was something that came natural for me. I think it's because of the creative. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just creative. It's it's just such a creative process for me, and I love the process. And I kind of just um, I've, I've started specializing it in it now. In the last year, I went on a journey. The last year, discovering my my core values as uh, Candace and as my business and discovering who are the people that I want to reach out to to serve, who, who are the people that I want to help that, you know, are looking for my skill set that I can equip them and really help them. Um, so I've discovered that I love working with kingdom entrepreneurs and um, kingdom creatives so artists. Cause like when I was trying to do my own branding, I was like, I don't want to do my branding. I need to find someone else to do it. And yeah. in the process I discovered, okay, well there's not many creative people 
that are understanding me, that are going to understand me as a creative. And I got so bummed. I was like, I really need to try and find a creative graphic designer. Not that there aren't creative graphic designers, but I was looking for a specific, there was just something specific that I was looking for. And yeah, let's just say that that's how it was birthed. That um, I, I, through that whole process, um, I'm like, okay, well, this is what I can offer. And this is, it's like, it's just the Lord made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, um, Alicia wants to know where you can get the prophetic painting again. You can go to her Instagram. Do you, it's, it's Heart Art by Candace on Instagram, yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. Put, I put the link in there too, Candace, for you to be able to click it. It's right there. Um, I want to, you, you talked about kingdom. One of the things that I talk about on the show a lot, and I talk about this in like for relationship oriented, and I, I didn't really think about it until just now. But I tell people that I don't believe that you should enter into a relationship or even consider dating someone in, unless if you sh have a vision that aligns. I think, I think it's important. But part of that vision, like kingdom-minded vision, is a very yeah. specific thing. It's bigger than a regular vision because the focus is not yourself. It's the kingdom vision it's god's vision for your life yes yes and, yes. and so and and so to, i'm going to take it a step further and be so bold one of the reasons why we talk about kingdom stuff so much on gratitude unfiltered is because it's the way to live yes i'm not, I'm not throwing a bible at you i'm not throwing jesus at you i'm not throwing anything i'm telling you kingdom life and following kingdom principles, which by the way, includes the relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and Father God. But that kingdom mindset, that kingdom way of living is the only, it is the way to fulfill your purpose. It's the only way to fulfill the purpose in what God created you for. And part of that is understanding that even though we may be kings and queens, we don't work alone. Even though we may be in our purpose, we are not working alone. We work yeah. together. It's very yeah. important to collaborate with other kingdom people. Yes. I'm so in agreement. I love everything you just said. Love it, love it, love it. I'm actually busy doing a, um, a course at the moment by, it's called 100X Accelerates. I don't know if you've heard of Pedro Deo. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um, he, here's one of his uh, mottos is kingdom life is the best life. And it is so true. Like, what I've what I've noticed is like I I would it's like I have no idea what I'm doing, God, but I know that you do, and I'm trusting you because not my will, Father, but your will be done. And at the end of the day, it's like it's the best life that you could ever live because it's like an adventure. You find fulfillment. There's just there is nothing like living in the kingdom, like nothing like it. And the thing is, as well, it's like it's a servant. You you're a servant. So like. Yes, I'm I'm a queen in the in the kingdom, but I'm a servant of all. Yes. So you know, it's like I'm serving and I'm seeing where I can meet needs with how God has made me and what He has placed inside of me. How where are my victories? Where do I have victory? Okay, these are my breakthroughs. These are my victories, and it's for and and these are the people that it's for. You know, so yeah. I I I think about. And I, and I have a servant's heart. I mean, I really have, even when I was a reckless maniac, you know, doing all the bad stuff that I did, which was a lot. 
Um, I still had a servant's heart. Like I still love to help people. I still like to fight for people. I don't know. I think it kind of helps serve as a mask a little bit, but really I genuinely love to help and fight for people. I, and I always think about whenever I, I start to have a bad attitude or maybe I'm just tired and maybe I don't feel like serving today. I always go back to the guy that the man that we serve, the man that I've dedicated my life to serving was the greatest servant of them all. Like I think about him washing dirty feet and that just kind of shifts things for me because like who do who in the heck do i think i am when my savior was washing people's feet and that kind of changes my attitude a little bit yeah for sure for sure so what is the area of support that you would say that you need the most um Creatives don't know how to ask for help very much. Creatives are, it's a very isolating life sometimes, I would say. You think? (laughs) Takes one to know one. I love, but that isolation is also my time with God. I mean, that's when I, when I'm isolated, that's when I'm in a creative flow. And that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, God, wow, thanks for that. You know, and, and I love when I get a vision and like, oh yeah, okay. I don't get that when I'm around a bunch of other people. I get it when I'm alone with God, isolated, but at the same time, it can be lonely. (laughs) So, and you also don't ask for help. So, like, what's your biggest area that you could use support right now? I think, um, you know, I mean, we're in lockdown at the moment, and, um, you know, I'm so grateful I have my daughter. I think my greatest area of support, I think, is prayer. And, you know, I would, yeah, like I can't force people to, and that's okay. But I would say pray, and you know, um, my heart is to be able. I want people to encounter the heart of God through my art. Like every piece of art um, has got a story and a testimony and breakthrough and victory attached to it. And you know, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, uh, so I would say support-wise, it would help me for others to, you know, read the, like, go and check out my art and testify. Like, I want to hear what, how it's impacted you. I want to hear what it's done for you because that's going to feel me more, even though, like, I'm just being obedient and stuff. But I would love to hear feedback on how people um, – are impacted, you know, um, and just pray, I guess. And yes, you are 100% correct. I am learning still to ask for help. Um, so yeah. This question for you, what is your advice for a beginner prophetic artist stepping into their role? I love that question, Alicia. Okay. So Alicia, um, my the the best advice i can give you and it's very practical um because it's the advice that was given to me is start off small with small canvases um because that's how i started my journey like i do worship art so um all of my art was started and i I would start my my piece and finish my piece within like 45 minutes to an hour of worship and um what I would do is I 
I was like, okay, well, I know that I need to do this, but I have no idea how. And I used to put myself under so much pressure and it used to freak me out and whatever. And, and then the Lord gave me a process and he's like, okay, use two colors or use three colors, but start off with a small amount of colors and start off with a small canvas, ask for a picture and just practice. So depending if you're going to be if you're going to be painting a church maybe they can give you a little platform and you can just do it there you know it doesn't have to be a spotlight on you or anything like that but my it's just practice like you can even start with drawing pictures like just get picture get a white paper and like a box of crayons or something and ask the holy spirit for like just pray and ask the holy spirit for a picture don't overthink it just trust him okay this is what i'm seeing you can then go for it yeah. don't overthink because when you overthink it that's when you're gonna lose it. And then you lose confidence. Just go with the first thing that he shows you and just keep going. Like, and then when you feel like you're a bit more confident, then start practicing on other people. You know, like yeah. painting, painting can come last. Maybe just start with the drawing and then practice on other people. And then when you feel a bit more confident, okay, cool, I wanna, I wanna do the painting thing then do the painting, but start off with a small canvas and start off with two colors until you're more confident with, okay, my color palette and, and all of that. You'll find your flow. I, I love that. And you talked about worshiping for about 40 minutes before you start. And one thing I've noticed in my years of going to the church, and I don't know what it's like in South Africa, but I do know in the United States, people think that the music portion of church is like just the thing you do. Like it's, they, a lot of people don't even show up until after the music is over. A lot of people, when they're there, they're sitting, especially white people. White people are the worst about this. Um, they sit with their hands in their pocket and they're like, yeah, Jesus loves me. No, no. <laughs> but what, I want you to talk about the importance of worship and why we worship, please. Um, you know, I... Like I paint during during worship. What I do is I prep in prayer. Okay, I spend a lot of time in prayer, and um, I don't just okay. Well, I'm just gonna walk in here now, and, and and you know the thing is, is I need to make sure that my heart is in the right place, and it's not about me; it's about him. And I, you know, I I don't know how to speak about the importance of worship because I love worshiping so much. I'm a worshiper and that's, that's what does who it I do am. for you. Talk about what it does for you. What it does for me. Okay. Um, it connects me to the heart of God and it enables, me to flow. Um, it enables me to flow with the Holy Spirit and just trust, trust him. And it's like, I lose myself. I find him and I lose myself. Yes. Does that even make sense? No, it's, like, it's everything you're saying. Worship is everything. It's about him. It's about him. Everything is about Jesus. Everything is about lifting Jesus up, lifting him high. Like everything is about Jesus. And even if like there's been times where I'm I'm in worship and it's like, okay, I'm I, or I, and I've prepared to paint for the session or whatever, and I get caught up in worship and the painting can wait. Because it's not about the painting, it's about him. The mm. painting ways and means to express the spirit to express his heart and to express what he said he wants to say to his people but it's not everything he's everything mm -hmm. 
perfectly said. Perfectly said. I love Tiffany's comments. LOL, unless you're a radical worshiper or Christian, we don't keep our hands in our pockets. Listen, you never mind. I don't want to talk bad about any churches. I'm just saying a lot of the churches, and maybe it's where I'm from, it's they don't get the concept of worship, but I'm telling you, like you want to feel the presence of God. It's 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 in your it comes from your vocal cords. It comes through praising. It comes wow. through worshiping. The reason why you say um in the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, you know, hallowed be your name. It's you're praising God for who he is. The reason why the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is you start saying what you're grateful for, why you are grateful before your feet touch the side of the bed, you're already thanking God for whatever, because he deserves your first. Yes. And that is, that's how you access an open heaven is yes. you start by praising and worshiping him. Yes. Period. And that, and it changes everything too, because I don't know what, like everyone that's watching, we all have different gifting, but if I just try to like, <clears throat> it's kind of like running sprints without stretching or doing a warm up which is maybe the weirdest analogy that I could possibly use for this. But you know what? I think when you're trying to get into the spirit, there's a warm-up process. No, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I don't feel like I can, like, God is holy at the end of the day. Yes, he is. He, he's all the things, but he is holy and he is God. And he is, you know, going low and lower still is the only way to live before him. Like I can't expect to, uh, okay, Jesus paid the price. What am I going to not just, okay, well, here I am in front of the throne and, um, you know, what are you going to give me kind of thing? It doesn't work like that. You know, I adore him and it's about, you know, I, I can't, there's a fear of God <laughs> that's, you have to have like and and a pure a pure life, living a pure life. Like I don't just I, I'm careful with what I watch. I don't just watch stuff. I don't just listen to stuff. Like I know that this is a gift from him, you know. And this relationship, like I don't want anything to come between that. Like I'm very aware of how needy I am, mm -hmm. and you know, like I cannot just come into his presence and like. Okay, well, I'm just going to create because, you know. <clears throat> That's a good discipline to have. Yeah, and it's not an easy one either. Waiting on God. I used to be somebody that, because again, I, I was working to build a talk show and I had a, you know, I have a dream and this vision that God gave me. But like when I was like going, give me the ball, I'm going to run with it. This is on me. And I, and I was going to build it. So it was constantly like putting out, just putting out content to put out content, like yeah. being obsessed with social that I gotta keep posting and keep doing lives. And and I really got a rude awakening about almost a year ago of like, no, stop. And I had to fast from social media. And even though like I'm, we, I broadcast on social media and TV and everywhere else, the time that I spend is so limited now because now I have to wait yeah. Well, he tells me to say you, until he wants me to talk or say yeah. or do a broadcast, I won't do it. I wait for him to tell me because the one thing that I'm terrified of is myself. Yeah. And I if I put myself in front and ahead of God, you, I'm no um, different than Hitler or anybody else. I mean, without the killing part, but I mean, 
I was a pretty evil guy. Yeah. And so if I don't keep God first and my ego starts to slip and take over. Yeah. It's it's not a good it's not a good result for me. I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. Like I had an encounter with him in December during a worship uh, uh, worship, and I saw these, these I saw the eyes of I saw that this painting that he wants me to do, and I was just like so lost in this this, this painting, and I was like okay, and I ordered the canvas and everything in January, and that canvas has been sitting in my studio blank until today. Because I didn't feel the go ahead. I had the, he taught, he, he showed me what to paint, but there was no release in my spirit to paint it until this morning. I actually started doing it today. So how many months is that? We're in May now. Wow. I, you know what? It happens with me too. I talked about this yesterday. God gave me a vision for a media company, a, non, a, a nonprofit media company years ago. And I'm like, I don't know anything about media. I, I, when I first got my vision about what I was going to be doing with my life, I was seven, but I didn't step into it until two years ago. I'm 40 years old. So I mean, sometimes God shows you things. And you, I used to think when he showed you something that meant you act now, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes yeah. it's a ways away before it happens. And, and that used to, until I learned that I was always jumping ahead of God, always, always going way ahead of him. And of course, he has a funny way of bringing you back to where you're supposed to be. But <laughs> um, listen, Candice, you are a gift. You are a blessing. Uh, anything that we can do to support you, I please do. I, I think that, I, I, again, I didn't know when I felt led to reach out and ask you to come on the show. I didn't really know anything about you, but there was a burning in my spirit to to talk to you and have you on the program. You're, you're an amazing artist, but you're a more beautiful human. And thank God for you. And thank you for what you do for the kingdom. And again, you're always welcome to come back. You're always welcome. Um, you know, go check out Gathering the Eagles and then anything we can do to support you. Don't, thank don't be shy. Thank you so, so, so much. This has been amazing. I'm like, I'm, I'm so grateful for for this and the opportunity, it's like really blown my mind and God is good and this is awesome and you're amazing. Like I was like, I, I hope I'm doing the right thing here, Lord. I'm trusting you. I'm not going to ask questions. <laughs> and you've turned out to be really awesome. You're well, amazing. I, I, I think the audience here has absolutely fallen in love with you and uh, thank you for the kind words. But again, we're here to support you. God bless you and thank you. And now it's basically 1 a.m. your time, so go get some sleep. I'm like so pumped now, so I hope I can. Okay, then go paint. <laughs> thank you. Take care, Candice. God bless. See you soon. You too. Wow. She was freaking amazing. Her art is incredible. Um, her her links are in there uh, in, the, in the comments. You guys check it out. You guys follow her. Check out what she's doing. Uh, buy her art. Cause it's awesome. Oh my gosh. Like I want her to paint the South African studios. Yes. We're going to have studios in South Africa. I'm, I'm declaring that right now. Um, like, wow. Like I just want her to paint everything. <laughs> if I, maybe we can have her paint the hotel. I don't necessarily have a home yet. So I'm kind of bouncing around and, uh, I would just want to have her paint everything and everywhere I go. That would be awesome. Anyway, you guys check her out. God bless you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. 
Todd Hart, you're, yeah, man, God bless you. Vanessa, absolutely beautiful woman of God. Amen. Thank you. God's perfect timing, all in God's timing. James, welcome to the show. Amen. The Father has been calling us to stop relying on our feelings and to wait for his word to move forward. No one in the Bible ever said, well, I feel called. God made it evident. Amen. And God bless you both and all for watching. James, God bless you, brother. All right. You guys take care. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow and then Saturday night for the Saturday night version of the show. The Word of God presents Gratitude Unfiltered, where we get to broadcast in my church, which is always fun. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. See you soon. Bye.